0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Escape the Cage podcast, which you can find on YouTube and most of your uh, normal podcast platforms. Uh, I am happy today to introduce you to and talk with a, a really good friend of mine. Uh, we met a couple of months ago through TikTok, and she is a, gosh, there's so many things I could call you, digital creator, freelancer, uh, UGC Coach, there's, business coach, there's so many things that, that I could talk uh, with you and describe about my guest, Brianna Puente, um, who has built her own business over the last five years. She's living the life she wants. She's figured out what she wants, what she doesn't want. She's built businesses. She's blown up businesses. She's rebuilt businesses, and I am just really excited to talk with her and share her with you today, and so I want to welcome Brianna Puente.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Chuck. I'm super excited to be here.
0: So let's start off like I do with all my guests. Let's start off by talking about your story, where you were, and what prompted you to start this whole new journey. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So like you mentioned, I've been doing this for five years, and I graduated college. I am the first college graduate in my family and it took me a lot longer than I think the average person to graduate college. So I got my degree when I was 28 years old and I graduated in 2015. And with my degree, I thought for sure, like this is it, this is the path. And I was going to be able to build like this illustrious corporate career, which was in my mind what I wanted to do. Now, the interesting thing is while I was going to school, um, working in a restaurant, and even after I graduated and got that, like, first corporate, real corporate job, um, which is exactly where I thought I wanted to be and thought that I was supposed to be, I was starting businesses. So I started a jewelry business, a dropshipping business. I started a yoga teaching business, and... So I had this like entrepreneurial drive, um, regardless of what my corporate career path looked like. And I got about a year and a half into my first real job and I hated it. I hated it. I hated showing up for it. I felt like I was in jail. I um, really struggled with the with the nine to five routine. I struggled with um, being in an office. Monday through Friday. I wanted to travel. Um, I really wanted to. The how I got into working online is I really wanted to figure out how to work remote. So initially, what my goal was was to figure out how to get a job online that I could just work from home. That was like my biggest thing. I didn't want to go to the office anymore. I was tired of. I practiced yoga, Ashtanga yoga, which is a very like regimented practice, you get up at 5 a.m., you're to the studio by six, practice and then go to work. I was exhausted. And um, so I initially started out trying to figure out how to make money online with just a remote job. And as I started kind of like digging into different potential um, positions online, I started to realize that there was a lot of opportunity in the freelancing world. Um, And I knew from a digital marketing perspective, like I knew a lot about social media because I had done it for my own businesses. At the time, I worked as a digital media recruiter. And so I hired the Facebook ad specialists. I hired the social media managers and the digital marketing managers. So I got like a really good idea of what was required of these people what companies were willing to pay them and i also saw that they were freelancing as well and so i realized um, just like through this process of trying to figure out how to work online that maybe i could just do it on my own and so i started to follow um, other creators who had gone before me rachel peterson is one gary v is another um billy jean people who had created businesses online and had done so very successfully. Um, So I did a lot of research um, for about six months straight. I took my computer home with me, my work laptop home with me, and when my husband was watching TV or we were you know, relaxing at home, I would just sit on the couch and I would open up my computer and I would research. So I did a lot of reading blogs, watching YouTube videos, um, dug really deep into subreddits from other freelancers, and I figured out a package that I could put together of a skill set that I had, which was social media management. Very, like, very basic. It's not like I was an expert or anything. I just knew how to do it more than the average person. So I created my first package and I created a profile in Upwork. And I got my first client within a month of starting to prospect and submit proposals to jobs. And my first client was paying me per month what I was making salary wise at work. And it took me maybe a few hours a week. So I worked with that client for nine months. I ended up working with them, you know, pretty long term. And, um, and as soon as I closed that first client, I was like, I'm done. So I put in my notes at work and I, over the next five years built out my freelancing business. And then from there, I I kind of transitioned into an agency model, which is where you hire um, employees or outsource to other freelancers, have them do the actual work, the implementation, and you manage the sales and the clients. Um, So that was kind of like the last five years for me. In the last year, I stepped into course creation, coaching, and that has been a very gradual kind of shift for me. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, So this year, I stepped away from the agency completely, almost completely, and now I focus on coaching and teaching other people how to monetize their knowledge and create um, digital products, digital services that they can then take and turn into a full-time income with a whole lot less work.
0: So given all that, I think what's really important for people to hear is, you didn't go to school for this. You went to school for something completely different, and you morphed into this person, similar to other guests that I've that I've talked with who started in other things. What did you go to school for?
1: <laughs> so I went to school. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it was it was good. It was a good experience. Um, I'm glad that I went to school. I'm glad that I got the degree, uh, just because I I think it's important for people to especially in my family my nieces and nephews I think it's important that they see what can come from taking a you know a, an educational path because I was exposed to a lot of things in college right that I think opened my mind to the possibilities of entrepreneurship but while I was in school the classes that I that I took and the degree that I ended up getting were just things that like interested me. It was the first time that I could do something that I really enjoyed. I loved college. So I ended up getting my degree in social sciences. So I have a BA in social science um, with a a focus on women's studies. And I absolutely loved, I mean, especially the last three years of college after all of my gen eds, I loved it. I I really appreciated the fact that I could take the classes I wanted to when I wanted to, how I wanted to, with the professors I wanted to take them with. I really do believe that stepping out of the um, the kind of box that we're placed in as students in K through 12 school, um, feeling that that sense of freedom in in how I pursued my education allowed me to kind of open my mind. So have I used my degree? No. Am I glad that I got it? Yes. Because I do think that a degree can be, um, it can be instrumental in helping you find your path. And for me it was helping me find my entrepreneurial path, but uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't used it once.
0: <laughs> That's the funny thing. I think college has a social and maybe like a maturing aspect for many people, but the, the more people I talk to, especially in this space, who have built their own thing, the, the more I find that, that college, while you say it was freeing, a lot of people find it restricting just because it's teaching you how to become an employee. It's teaching you how to find a job. And it's teaching you to follow basically a normal path. You know, they always talk about new horizons and, and all these things. And these are all great buzzwords when you get there on graduation day. But the bottom line is you're going to follow somebody else's path you're going to go chase somebody else's dream you don't get a chance to chase your own and that's what i i i like about this is like you've said and like other guests have told me there's there's an itch you know there's an itch there and even and i was similar to you as far as College was concerned. I got out of college. I wasn't able to find a job in broadcasting, which is what I majored in. And so with the help of my father, rest in peace, he suggested, why don't you start your own thing in order for you to get experience? And um, I kind of fell in love with with that aspect. And even though I did corporate life for like 30 years, I, I found my way back to the entrepreneurial thing just because... I wanted more control. And, and I think for people that are older, like my age, you know 40 to 50, 55, if you've been in that life for too long, you realize that um, there's there's no control. And you know with, with today's economy and, and when you're listening to this at the time that it's recorded, you know we're, we're on the verge of a recession. So there's a lot of uneasiness. And people my age, I've said many times, people my age, we have targets on our back, so we need to develop new skills. And I'm, I'm like you. I came from broadcasting, and the only thing I really knew about social media and content and everything was my Facebook account. I didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have a YouTube channel. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have any of that stuff. But what you have shown and what other guests of mine have shown is if you want to learn it bad enough, it's like Tom Bilyeu says, it's not that I don't know it. It's that I can learn it if I'm committed enough to do so, and you're proof positive of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's you know I, I see because I have become like this um, very active person on social media. It's it's become the I mean especially TikTok, and I repurpose to all other platforms. So I'm active on. YouTube and on Instagram and on Facebook and on Pinterest. And so I see the comments coming in and I, I get this, this feedback from people who I understand where their mindset is, because that's where I was six years ago before I figured out how to make money online, when I was just like dipping my toes into the idea it seemed insurmountable to me. It seemed so overwhelming. I, there were so many different paths that you can take. And so I tried out a lot of different things. Um, and I, and I, I do see this quite a bit where people want to, they want the freedom of location, time, income, They want the end results, but they're not willing to put in the work that it takes to get there. You are not going to be an overnight success. Um, Those stories are very few and far between, and they're usually supported by money and safety nets that allow people to take bigger risks, Um, things that people don't tell you about when they create their ads on Facebook about making seven figures the first month they launched. It's not realistic. The realistic entrepreneurial path is a series of trial and error, um, and there's going to be failures, and there is going to be a very steep learning curve at the beginning. But also, when you are building up your business in various areas, you are going to have to commit yourself to learning over and over and over again like right now i am running a coaching program and with the students inside of the program i'm creating a new freelancing business with ugc so i've got goals i know what to apply to this business to make it successful um, but i don't know what that's going to look like but it's going and it's going to be a challenge for me because it's a brand new i know how to freelance i've made a lot of money with it and I know the stepping stones to take to get me to the end goal of making X amount of money per month, but there's creating a new portfolio, creating a new contract, figuring out what these clients want, how to talk to them, what my qualification call should look like. It's a whole new business. So I, I'm doing it right now because I want to show people that it's possible. And, um, and you can take any skill set, any skill set and turn it into a business. Especially when it comes to digital marketing, social media, any type of business that can translate into an online, um, an online skill can be turned into an online business, and oftentimes you can create passive income with it by then taking it a step further and creating digital products, creating courses. Um, there's just there's so much opportunity, but it really takes making the commitment and showing up every day, which. A lot of people find out that they're they're just not
0: ready for that. And I think you know you were talking about these Facebook ads. I, I can't stand the hype. I can't stand the you know it's all going to happen tomorrow. Um, I know we live in a microwave society, but it's it's one of those things where you're just like, you know, because you've been through it. I know because I've been through it. It, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, all these all these ads or all these TikToks where people say, it's like, oh, you know, if you start now, 90 days from now, you could be making six figures and quit your job. No. Now, if you have a skill set going in, you can do that. But right. I think for most people, it's acquiring the skill set. And acquiring the skill set can take six months, 12 months, 36 months, you know, 60 months. It can take that long. But once you acquire the skill set, ramping up business is 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 easier haven't I, I mean, you found it that way you have to you have to have the skills first
1: yes absolutely and and that's why i always like when i tell my my story i want people to know that it was not something that happened overnight it wasn't like i woke up one day and was like i'm gonna quit my job and then i started making money online no i tried multiple things. For the couple of years that I was working that corporate job right out of college, I started three different businesses. The fourth business is the one that, and I made a little bit of money with each of them, but they weren't scalable. They weren't sustainable. And the fourth business is the one that I was able to really get some traction with. And so there was a lot of trial and error that went into trying to figure out how to make money outside of a nine-to-five. And then when I made the decision to start making money online, it took me a solid six months to figure out how to package up my skills, how to get clients, how to create the profile on Upwork to even start sending proposals. And those six months, I was learning how to get clients. Remember, I had already spent a year and a half Prior to that, learning Instagram, learning Facebook, learning social media for these other businesses. So it's not something that happened overnight for me. And if you really look at my like entrepreneurial path, it's been seven years, give or take. And um, it you know took me two years of trial and error before I started consistently making money online. And then years after that of of a lot of learning tough lessons um, before I got to the point where I'm at now where I feel comfortable teaching other people the um, steps to success. To and people. I think
0: part of that goes back to you have to grow the mindset. You know, you and I have talked about this, obviously, outside of this interview many times. It, it's growth mindset. It's like, I don't know it, but I can learn it, as opposed to, oh, this is all I know. This is all I've ever done. I can't do anything else. And you develop that that sense of imposter syndrome where if you haven't done it, you don't think you can learn it. And then on top of that, you don't think that anybody wants to learn from you. And I think that's the biggest part of imposter syndrome. And so, so obviously you dealt with that. But how do you get over that? And how do, you, how do you get to that point of having that first client or having that first business model and being able to confidently go to people, whether it's businesses or whether it's individuals, depending on whether it's B2B or B2C, how, how do you get over that imposter syndrome and, and put yourself out there and say, hey, this is what I have to offer, and I think I can be a value to you?
1: So um, it sounds cliche, but you have to develop a fuck it attitude. I have still on the background of my computer, like my screen and on my phone and on my vision board, a lot of the times I've got some version of fuck it. It doesn't matter. Um, and stop worrying about what other people think, say, or do. So there's always like, this is this is like my mantra, because if I would have listened to outside influences, if I would have listened to my boss when I told her I was going to quit, um, when she told me that there's no way that I can make money online, travel, and then teach people how to do what I was doing a couple years down the road. If I would have listened to people along the way, if I would have listened to naysayers online, Um, If I would have bought into every failure, then I wouldn't be here talking to you today. So there has to be like, you have to like embed it into your mindset that what other people outside influences have to say when it comes to your path has nothing to do with you. You have to stay focused on what your goals are. And my kind of Mantra has always been: if somebody else can do it, I can do it too. I'm convinced of that. So, for example, if somebody wants to be a professional um, speaker, Tony Robbins did it. Why can't you? Obviously, there's a lot of things that that come into play. Um, not the least of being consistency and constantly showing up and improving. You know, even if it's just one percent every day. But you you have to have the mindset that like you can do it. You have to believe in yourself. So for me, when I made the decision that I was going to do this thing, and I've I've noticed over, over the past, like, I don't know, throughout my life, really, but especially through my entrepreneurial journey, if I say something out loud, I am going to do that thing. It's how I graduated from college. It's how I got through a lot of bad shit in my early 20s, late teens and early 20s. I had a rough road. And the reason I went to college is because I said I was going to do it and I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it, that I could rise above and that I could make a better life for myself. So over my entrepreneurial journey, if I decide that I'm going to do something, I say it out loud. I say it over and over again. I say it to as many people as possible. And I realize the more I say it, the, the higher likelihood um, there is of me actually accomplishing that thing. So you, you, it's nobody's going to be able to tell you exactly how to get clients, exactly how to make money online. But you can take from other people's journeys the the roadmap, the steps to success, and add your own kind of fire to it. And that's really, honestly, what I did. And I've I think
0: done. you have traveled an interesting path because most people start in a business where they go B to C. You know, they think small. They think low ticket items. They take, they, they think, you know, individuals, um, and they start with family and friends and usually they hate the idea and they think it's stupid. And, you know, and then they get criticized from people on the, on the internet and they, you know, and then, and that knocks their confidence down. But you went, you went B to B business to business for those of you who, who don't know that term. And then you found that to be, kind of a pan in the butt working with certain clients and you ended up firing them. And now you go B to C. And I think you kind of did it in the reverse. Talk, talk about that process and, and how that works for you and why you feel that it works better for you now this way.
1: Yeah. So I, I think it's, it's actually really interesting that you asked that question because I initially started out like my, um, my yoga, my yoga business. I, I went like all the way to India and, Got my teacher training certification there and came back and started this business that I thought was going to go wild, you know, with success and that didn't work. So I tried drop shipping then. I tried, uh, I built a jewelry business, which was all B2C. And when I actually got into the online space, B2B is just kind of what happened. I knew how to do the social media stuff from the B2C that I'd done before. And I realized I couldn't really sell that to a consumer. And so I went the B2B route. Now, I still enjoy the B2B um, style, the setup of that business model. But what I don't like is the fact that I cannot control how somebody else runs their business. And if I am bringing a specific service to the table to help them grow their business but they're getting in their own way, um, it makes my job really difficult, especially coming from a marketing standpoint. If I am sending leads your way, for example, but you don't have a system in place to follow up with those leads, to nurture those leads, to close those leads, you're going to tell me that my leads suck. And it has nothing to do with me. Uh, On the flip side, if I'm working with an e-commerce business and the product sucks or their customer service sucks or they um, run into issues with their supplier and can't deliver products, that becomes an issue that I have to deal with. So I dealt with a lot of businesses over the years that some were fantastic experiences and I was able to help them really grow their business. Um, and those were, I mean, great um, but a lot of businesses out there that you're going to work with as a freelancer don't have the systems in place or are brand new businesses, maybe like small to medium-sized businesses a lot of times go through growing pains and you go through those growing pains with them. So when I decided to finally move away from the like strong B2B model and move into coaching, it it felt very natural for me because what I can do is come in to somebody, to like help somebody start their journey and teach them the skills that that helped me get to where I am. And for me, it's number one. It's exciting. It's interesting. There's there's constantly new um, conversations to be had, new development to to pursue with each student, and. Um, And it's also like, it's very fulfilling to watch people step into this entrepreneurial role and to own it and to make money with it. And then, and then even further start to live the life of their dreams because of it, because I've done that. Like I've traveled the world. I've lived abroad. I learned another language. I have been able to experience so much in the last five years because of something as Simple as learning how to freelance. So I know that the people who take it and run with it and develop it are going to have like the same types of experiences. And to me, that's, that's so powerful. Like I, I love that aspect of working with new and burgeoning well, entrepreneurs. What happens in
0: those cases is you, you feel like you, you, you're doing something that's purposeful. You know, you're not just you're not pushing buttons on a computer. You're not copy and pasting Excel documents. You're you're not even necessarily getting leads for some huge company that turns into revenue for them. But you're actually seeing how it affects individual lives on a daily basis. And there's something really intoxicating about that is to be able to do that. But I think what um, what people don't believe that they have the ability to do is even in the beginning of their journey, and I don't know about you, but I'm a huge proponent of you're going to relate more and I think you're going to get more out of your journey with somebody who's been at it for maybe two years or less. It's hard to relate to, you know, and A, you couldn't afford individual training from somebody like a Tony Robbins or a Dean Graciosi or an Ed Milet, and B, you wouldn't be able to relate to them because they've been in this game for 20-some-odd years. But somebody who's six months or a year ahead of you down the line – You can see yourself in that person. And even though you've done B2B, this coaching thing has only been the last, what, 12 to 18 months for you. And so you can still take yourself mentally back to where they were. And that makes you a better, that makes you a better educator. That's number one. And then number two is I'm astounded by the number of people who pay money for a service or education and then aren't humble enough to learn from those people. That's boggles my mind or they'll buy a course and it'll you know it requires some of their effort it's not just you don't just open a box and your results just pop out at you and they won't do the work and that that astounds me and i'm sure you probably see less of that arrogance when you have people who hire you individually for your services than you do with companies who think they know it all because you know there's some big there's some big corporate monster
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is something like, it's something like 70% of people who buy courses don't complete them. And I think that's, that number is even low because as a course creator, you can go in and see what modules people have gone through. Um, It is the, it is the, um, the people who are motivated, like the most motivated that have the biggest, toughest pain points that are actually going to show up for themselves and do the work. And I find that, like, a lot of people, anybody can buy a course, right? And a lot of times they'll buy it and let it sit there, saying that they're going to come back to it later. There's no, like, fire, right, pushing them. Um, there are some self-driven people that will do very well with just buying a course, buying a self-study program, and doing it themselves. I I know for for me, I needed one-on-one mentorship for me to really really um, conceptualize what needed to happen in my business to take it to the next level. And I paid a lot of money. Um, I did this in 2020. I paid uh, close to over 10 grand, actually. It's more like 15 grand um, for one-on-one coaching from various coaches. And two of the coaches were, they, they taught business systems specific to agencies. And then the third coach taught Facebook ads. And I paid him $5,000 Five thousand dollars for two hours of his time, and it was five thousand dollars very well spent because I made that money back over and over again. Um, but it was the feeling, the pain of paying that money, um, and having a time frame that I had to complete the the, the specific um, you know roadmap or whatever it may have been. So the the guy that I paid. Uh, Five grand for the two hour uh, Facebook coaching. I had 30 days to implement what he taught me. I paid for me and um, my ad manager to take the training. I had 30 days to implement what he taught me and go back to him with any questions that we had. So I had to get that shit done in a certain amount of time. With the other programs that I um, went through, I had three months, 90-day roadmap. You can stay on afterwards. I didn't stay on um, because it was, for me, just expensive at the time. And the three months were, it, it basically gave me, like, this is the amount of time that I have to do everything that I need to do in my business. And and I had a lot to do. I had to set up because I was freelancing before that. So I was just, like, dealing with the clients, doing the work myself, very generalist type of approach where whatever you need, I'll do it for you. And inside of that um, three-month intensive, I built out um, an offer, like an actual productized offer. I built out prospecting systems. I built out SOPs for sales, for fulfillment, for uh, retention. And so I like actually had a business, right? But I had... 90 days to work with my coach to um really like push through all of that and i started making money towards like started closing my first clients towards the tail end of that 90 days um so i know that it it for me at least and for a lot of entrepreneurs like we need that mentorship to and also the time frame to keep us like really driving ourselves forward a course can be bought and forgotten, and it will collect dust a lot of the time. But when you get hit with the pain points of, number one, the cost, and number two, the time frame, that's when you see people, like, really paying attention and putting in There's so in the much psychology about
0: that. You know, there's the community. There's the accountability. There's, like you said, the, the hunger to do it because you've invested so much in it. And I think people look at these things and they don't look at the return on the investment. They just look at the investment. And they, they see that as money that is is never recouped. And technically it's never recouped, but if you learn skills that help you create five or ten times the result that you invested in, then, then it's not really an it's it's not really a cost at all. And I think that's the difference between people who work for others and people who have more of an entrepreneurial or an independent mindset is they are willing to do it. Cause I will, I'm, you know, going back to the whole college thing, my college degree, what I'm doing now, what I'm doing in the future, completely useless. I mean, it it just, you know, it it didn't teach me the skills of how to think for myself and, and how to earn money and how to believe in myself and, And I think now, as as we move forward, you know, and you were talking about anybody can monetize their knowledge now. I mean, it's the self-education industry. And it's $350 million a day now. But by 2025, it's going to be a billion dollars a day. Or or some people have even said it could be a billion and a half dollars a day. And it's just a matter of people don't want to learn in the traditional way anymore. It takes too long. It's way too expensive. I mean, there are courses now that, or or there are curriculums now that, as far as broadcasting, you can learn from some old professor who's hasn't done it maybe in thirty years, or you can learn from somebody who's still doing it today. On like a full sale university, one of my favorite people to listen to. I'm um, a huge sports guy, Dan Patrick. He's been doing this for forty years. And so he developed a curriculum with Full Sail University, which in 18 months, you have real-life experience and you have the real-life knowledge. So you're paying less, you're getting it quicker, and you have this network of people who've actually done it. One of my huge um, anger points in this industry overall, and I know it's for you as well, is people teaching things that, A, they did not go through themselves. They did not go through the hard knocks themselves. They did not d- develop the curriculum themselves. They're, they're, they're glorified, you know, they, they say they're marketers. They're glorified course salespeople is all they are. They're not there. Once that check is cleared, they don't care. They're not invested in your results. They're, they're not there to help you because like I said, they've gotten their money. That's That's their investment in the whole thing. And I think what actual coaching does, not just buying a course, but actual coaching like you offer and many other people that I have invested in, it's, it's wanting to see someone succeed, number one. <clears throat> it's investing your time into helping them succeed. And it's to, giving, it's to giving them real skills rather than just selling them something that, like you said, just sits on a, sits on a shelf. But you don't, as you have proven, and you've talked to me about many times. And just as a, uh, a point of transparency, Brianna is one of my coaches. And if you're going to do something like this, get a coach, guys. Don't don't do this thing where you 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 flounder around for five years because learning from other people, like Brianna, and, and like myself, uh, depending on what you want to learn, it's. Walk our path instead of walking your own path and, you know, let us take the slings and errors for you and and do it that way. But I think, you know, to end my whole soliloquy here is people have to be humble enough to learn from other people. Uh, Otherwise, you're just doing things the hard way. And what you think is money that is spent is like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. But in the long run, and I know you found this, doing it your own way, it costs you much more time and it costs you much more money. Because you're you're going through all these months where you could have been making money if you would have learned from lessons sooner, and, and and you go through that point. So somebody who's starting this fresh, they know they're frustrated. They, they know they don't have control. They're worried about the recession. What do you suggest is like a, a first step for them and, and maybe like two or three steps down the line over, the, say, the next three to six months? What would you suggest they do?
1: I would suggest, um, if you're not ready to invest in high ticket coaching and I, I don't recommend it when you're just starting out. If you don't have the skill sets yet, don't invest in something because it's not, you're not, it's not a magic pill. If you pay somebody like me five grand and spend three months with me, you're, I'm, I'm not going to be able to turn you into a successful business person. During that period of time, because you are going to have so much to learn. I can give you a framework to build within, but you're going to be doing a lot of self-study, a lot of work on your own, and that will continue over time. So if, if you are just starting, if you, let's say you're working a job that you hate and you want to start making money online, what where I would start is really like where I started. And that's to take a few months. Even if it's just like three months, start following people like me, follow people like Chuck, who have taken the path that you want to take already and who provide a ton of free knowledge, opt into our email list, watch our webinars, all the free shit that we have to offer. Please take advantage of it. There are so many amazing coaches on TikTok specifically that are, that will like go live and answer your questions. I do it. I did it yesterday. And by the way, Live, I'm going to talk about that in a group because I'm really starting to enjoy the lives on TikTok. But follow the people that are on the path, that have already taken the path that you want to take, and absorb as much free information from them as you can. Now, when you feel like you've tapped out the free information, buy their lowest ticket products. Make sure to they have a free lead magnet, which they should. Opt into their lead magnet and get their, you know, that like free resource to kind of start with. And then opt into their, let's say they've got a low ticket guide or maybe an entry price type of course. Buy the lower ticket items and work your way up because you'll see that by working through that information, even just by going through a $40 guide, um, you're going to see that if they're doing it right, and they are, if they are successful in doing what you want to do, if they're doing it right, they're going to include. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like drip feeding information. So the top of the content funnel, if you will, is a lot of free information about the what And as you start to buy into somebody's products and work your way up from their low-ticket products to mid-ticket, perhaps you book a call with them, all the way up to eventually perhaps buying into their um, coaching program or course or whatever it may be, you're going to find that you learn a little bit more because the information becomes um, becomes more a how, right? Step-by-step how this is done, And it it comes in in more digestible um, bits of information if you start kind of at the bottom with all the free info and then work your way up. So if it were me, that's what I would be doing. I would be um, on marketing forums. I would spend time in Reddit, subreddits, reading through um, people's journeys and just consuming as much information as you can about the thing that you want to do, whether it's creating a course, creating a coaching program, um, creating a freelancing service, and then when you're ready to really put in the effort, when you're familiar with the industry, when you know the terminology, when you are like ready to take that leap, then invest in the coaching. But don't do it like right away because you are going to be super overwhelmed and um, and it will be a really tough journey those few months um, when you could just have taken maybe six months total, and spent time really getting yourself familiar with things. So that is, I think the biggest out of all of that, the biggest piece of information that I could offer is do not think that you're going to do this overnight because you're not going to. And if you invest just a little bit of time day over day, you will see that you're going to make big leaps over time. You cannot do the big leaps overnight or in a few weeks, or in a few months, you're going to grow too fast, you're going to get burnt out, and you're going to become disenfranchised with the thing that is supposed to give you a sense of freedom.
0: I love so, that. I love that. Yeah. One uh, little bit at know, a time. Again, we're, we are we want instant gratification. And so many times we see people online, and we see them in Chapter 37. We don't see them in Chapter 1. But there was a Chapter 1. They just There wasn't social media around to document it at that time or they didn't think to document it at that time. So with that social media reference, I know you have done all sorts of stuff. You have done ads. You have done you've done paid traffic. You've done different uh, social media platforms. I know what you're in love with, and I'm going to let you be the one to, to talk about it. How do you feel is the most effective way to build an online business right now?
1: Okay, so yes, I have definitely done all of it. Um, I have in my agency life. I've done prospecting, outbound prospecting with cold email, with LinkedIn, with Facebook ads, with um, uh, Facebook groups. I mean, I've done a lot of outbound and inbound paid prospecting. I believe if you are offering a digital product or a digital service, you need to start with TikTok. I literally transitioned my entire business from everything I just mentioned in a period of less than a year. I transitioned my entire business to TikTok, and TikTok is my top of funnel. Um, Obviously, own your audience, right? That's that's where the lead magnet comes into play. You want to have a really strong email list. You want to be able to communicate with people outside of the platform because we don't own our TikTok profiles, and TikTok can take us down at any time. You want to repurpose across other content channels like Other social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, build out your presence in other places. Absolutely repurpose your content, but TikTok is the platform right now. And I think it will be for the next 12 to 18 months that you can gain viral traction. Um, you can build a a, a very invested audience just by creating content. So the only thing you're investing is your time and your energy, which are obviously very valuable, but if you don't have the money to invest in these other prospecting methods which are a lot of trial and error uh you can literally create a TikTok account and i'm doing this with um with my U- my UGC service that i'm building out you can create a TikTok account and you can create content around the thing that you're offering um uh, lots of value add content let people know what your offer is and make money from free organic traffic on tiktok like that is where i if and i was just starting, is, that is where um, i would spend my time
0: that's what a lot of people have done and I, I see people who i'm inspired by who are decades younger than me that that have done that um they had the the courage to go out there and do it they they saw the potential of tiktok and and i think for for many people especially my age and i'm assuming that's what the majority of my audience is TikTok is not the little dancing platform. It started there, but now business is really, really noticing this. And one of the ways that I saw that, again, being a sports guy, I watch, um, I watch New York Yankees games. And right there behind home plate, um, it says at Yankees for their TikTok. And it's got their logo right then and there because they know. And, you know, their, their starting lineups are sponsored by TikTok. There's ads all over Corporate America has caught on and I think business in general has caught on that this is a very viable way to do things because I saw a stat the other day that the cost of acquiring customers in paid strategies has gone up like 35% in the last couple of years ad costs have skyrocketed and this is this is a, an organic program or an organic platform as you well know that you don't have to spend tons of money testing ads and getting data. The The organicness of TikTok and the, the virality of TikTok, that allows you to get that data for free. You don't have to pay for that data like you do with other services. And that's I know that's one of the things that, that you have found so, so exciting about that uh, because you and I have both dealt with, Close down Facebook ads, accounts, and the frustration of lack of customer support and and lack of reasoning behind the things that they do. But TikTok just has this ability to give everybody an even playing field. If you produce content that is of value to other people, then then you're going to grow and you're going to find your audience. Isn't that right?
1: Absolutely. I, I have watched people become millionaires on the platform because of the platform. I'm watching 18 year olds make five figures a month on the platform because of the platform. It's not like they're selling, um, you know, drop shipping uh, products or, or anything brick and mortar. They are literally coming to TikTok as a platform, learning how to work within it and creating entire businesses off of it with digital products and services. And you mentioned that a lot of corporate America is, or the corporate workforce at least is is moving towards this, this idea of monetizing online. And I agree with you. I just read an article in Forbes that talked about by 2027, there's going to be um, 70% of the American workforce is going to be freelancing in some capacity. So that number to me blows my mind. And it also makes me pay really close attention, not just to my offers, but also to um, the, the, the trend itself. Like if you are 18 years old and just looking at entering college and not have no idea what you want to do you're not going into a stem field Damn. don't like if it were me don't even bother you know if you are 40 years old and you're looking at retiring in 15 20 25 years but you want to speed that up accelerate it get yourself a skill on tiktok online and, and put it out there because, I mean, I'm going to, this month I'm using LinkedIn, Upwork somewhat, Fiverr as well, which is a new one for me, and TikTok to get some UGC contracts. And I'm going to show people that you can do it from scratch. Like I've never sold a UGB, UGC package before. And I want to prove that you can do this from scratch and you can make the money that you want to online with a lot less time and effort um, going into it. So it, it, right now there's there's so much opportunity and the American workforce is moving towards, especially after 2020, we all saw that corporations have been lying to us because they all figured out real fast how to work from home, how to maintain the, um, the corporate structure, and how to keep their employees happy. They figured it out really fast. Um, and now people that are being asked to go back to the office, because we've got all these office buildings that are empty. Uh, I see it in downtown Houston all the time. Any big city you go to, if you go at night, you'll see, or during the day, you'll see like, I mean, there's so many office buildings that are empty. So these employees that have been gotten really used to working from home that are now being asked to come back into the office are like, no we're not we're not going to do that and so companies that want people in person are having a really hard time filling those roles however you can get jobs remotely you can get contracts you can get gigs that are you know intros to contracts and it, it gives you just so much more freedom so like this is where the workforce is going and this That's is a great the time stopping point, really but I will have
0: you back because we didn't even get into UGC. Because I know you personally, um, and I'll just kind of make that a teaser for our next, um, you know, for our next visit. UGC is a point at which you don't even really have to have experience and huge followings and all of this other stuff. But UGC is a place that anybody can get started. And for those of you who don't know, it's called user-generated content, and it's um, it's a less curated version of an ad but it, it comes it comes from more of a testimonial point of view than it does a professionally produced type of thing and we're gonna we'll get into that because i i can see i can see part two of this interview coming because we, we need to wrap it up but brianna let me end by letting people know where they can get a hold of you and you know the stuff that you produce and and how they can get in touch with you
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um so I am of course on TikTok. I am I have two accounts now. I've got Brianna@Puente and my new UGC account where you can follow me and follow my UGC freelancing journey is my first and last name Brianna Puente. So um that's me across all of my socials and you can absolutely follow me, reach out to me, DM me. I respond on Instagram. I have a coaching program. If you're looking for mentorship, I do have a coaching program that you can apply to work with me in. Um, It's a three-month coaching program, and that is live right now on my stand link, which is my link in bio for any of my socials. Um, And then aside from that, like I mentioned, I've got tons of free resources. I've got courses, intro courses, intro digital products that you can purchase for very low cost and start to kind of get familiar with this path, um, this entrepreneurial path and, you know, dip your toes in, see if it's for you. And if it is, and, then absolutely let's work together. And oh, you're, you're welcome. Program. And I will guys, I will always so I will put all of this stuff in
0: this. the show notes. Fantastic. So you have all the links where you can get in touch with her. But uh, this has been uh, great. And uh, like I said, I know we will have a, a part two and we will get into uh, the whole UGC arena, because I think that is I think that may end up being bigger for a lot of people than starting their own agencies or starting businesses where they offer coaching and things like that. And I know you've already felt that. But again, that's that's a topic for another time. And we'll we will certainly address that. But again, Brianna, thanks for being a guest on Escape the Cage. And guys, we will talk to you next time.